Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. Episode 11, Season 8. You don't know your mind. In this episode, I want to demonstrate that we do not know what is going on in our minds since so much of our behaviors and our perceptions arise from the subconscious part of our brain. Oh, it's working all right, but what it is thinking and the reasons why it is thinking the way it is are beyond the reach of our conscious thought process. Why this is important. Understanding more about this topic, I believe, will help those who care for an addict or alcoholic feel better about themselves and about their loved one who is in the unrelenting grip of a mighty powerful disease which is, does its primary damage below the level of consciousness. More happens in our subconscious than we realize or think about. All of our body's functions are run by our brain. Our cardiovascular system, our digestive system, and nerves that control movement are examples of how our whole system is run by our brains without conscious effort or much control on our part, quietly and efficiently. Then we have the entire limbic system, which is that part of the brain involved in our behavioral and emotional responses, especially when it comes to behaviors that we need for survival, such as feeding, reproduction, and caring for our young, and flight or fight responses. Let's call the system instinctive survival instincts that often have us behaving in a way that sabotages our best laid plans for success. We do not understand the role of the hidden brain. In our society of relatively enlightened people, we continue to believe that if you educated people and provided them with accurate information and offered them the right incentives and threatened them with suitable punishments, and appeal to their better natures, and mark the exits clearly, all the errors of judgment that had so bedeviled society would vanish. Bad outcomes had to be the product of stupidity, ignorance, and bad intentions. Unfortunately, those errors persist to this day. And at first we convinced ourselves that bad behaviors were aberrations and not the norm. So says Shankar Vedantam, author and NPR podcast producer of a program called Hidden Brain. The fact is that we are all subject to what is now called implicit bias, an unconscious association, belief, or attitude toward any social group, however it's defined. We all have it, but the difference lies between those who acknowledge it and those who do not. That is, they deny that any bias exists. At the risk of offending some in our audience, that's like saying that there's no racism in our society. When we know There is fact, there is history, there is proof of many kinds to prove discrimination is alive and well up and down the ladder. Why deny the obvious? So now now let us move on to how families respond to the realization that there's an addict in the family. Why would a family member deny the obvious fact? You know, this is obvious to those who know the disease after it has been explained to mother or father or wife. 
there are at least two possible subconscious reasons behind the denial. The first is shame, often called the master emotion. Shame is so powerful that people will do anything to avoid the embarrassment of having an addict in the family. It threatens their social status. They fear what people will say more than they fear for the welfare of their loved one. Another reason is that addiction in a family, especially in an affluent one, triggers a fear that the family will be identified with, quote, those people who everybody knows are always getting thrown in jail for drug possession and dealing. The perception of addiction is tied to racism. Here's an irony for you. A higher percentage of white drivers get arrested for possession of marijuana than are black drivers yet a higher percentage of black drivers are pulled over than our white drivers. That gives rise to the standing joke of being arrested for driving while black. Our black brothers and sisters know all about it, and 100% of them have indeed experienced this sort of thing at least once in their lives. So, we've got to change the way we think. I've stated before that one of the hardest things to change is to change the way we think. There is comfort in always having things the same. The moment reality shakes our sense of security, we resist it, and we look for someone to blame because it is never us. The conscious brain is slow and deliberate. It learns how the rules are written, and it understands the logic behind the rules. The hidden brain is designed to be fast, to make quick adjustments based on what the conscious brain has learned, and now it is stored it away. It does not need to relearn the same old thing. The hidden or unconscious brain now takes over. What happens when a family realizes the awful truth that their loved one has succumbed to addiction? This is the unknown. It does not yield to rational answers, for they do not yet know that the disease itself is rooted in insanity. The sudden realization has the unconscious mind screaming, Danger here! This is when the fight-or-flight instinct kicks in. We either run from it and deny it, or we want to kill it by force of will or by jail. And, of course, neither response works, and the whole idea that we are powerless over drug and alcohol and our lives have become unmanageable is as welcome as cat piss on our favorite rug. The most dangerous myth has us do nothing. There is the now-debunked trope that an addict or alcoholic has to hit bottom before he will accept help. This is among the most dangerous myths going. I think it comes from those days when interventions and treatment options were not known or available, and only low-bottom drunks ended up in Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Are we willing to wait until our loved one hits bottom before we take him or her to treatment or to a 12-step meeting? What if the bottom means death? Are we willing to endure years of worry, financial losses, and fear when we might have acted earlier, and at least known in our hearts that we did our best? I'm not talking about enabling the addict. I'm talking about educating ourselves on the nature of the disease, how an addict thinks, how his brain has been damaged, how he now no longer thinks in any normal way, how his rational behavior is just a coincidence. Will it awaken us when we realize that addiction never ever gets better but only inevitably gets worse? This is the part where we may realize that we've been acting instinctively where our subconscious uses the bottom-out theory to protect us from taking a risk of acknowledging that we have addiction in our home and taking the risk that we may fail in getting our loved one into treatment. Because we will not always succeed. And that's a reality. A leap of faith. We maintain that a way to get beyond the hidden brain's instincts and biases is to make a leap of pure faith. This is what I believe St. Francis meant when he said, Seek not understanding so that ye shall find faith. Seek faith so that ye shall find understanding. 
Changing the way we think is about changing what we believe and how we see things. If we believe we cannot do anything, then we will do nothing. If we believe we can do something, then we will educate ourselves on what is possible, who to talk to, what family members we can recruit, and how to intervene. We will not give up, but we will not go crazy trying either. We have learned the art of detachment, which gives us a clear-headed view of what powerlessness really means. Guidance. One great start is a book authored by Jeff and Deborah Jay called Love First, A Family's Guide to Intervention. They not only give their readers practical advice on organizing an intervention, they help those facing the nightmare of having an addict or alcoholic wreak havoc on their home life understand how an addict thinks and how to decode the thinking. Bringing the hidden into the light is an act of courage, and that is found, in our humble opinion, by connecting to a higher power through a friend, a sponsor, an Al-Anon, a trusted spiritual spiritual teacher or a community of spiritual believers. So what have we learned about the role of the unconscious when it comes to addiction in the family? We learned that, one, we have little understanding of the role of our unconscious instincts in determining how we respond to addiction in the family. Two, addiction has essentially hijacked our rational responses. In the attic, the disease operates below the level of conscious to fuel an insatiable demand for the substance. Meanwhile, it has the family acting in a fight-or-flight manner. Three, we cannot buy into the trope that an addict alcoholic has to hit bottom before he or she will accept help. This myth kills. For what if the bottom means death? The answer here is to educate ourselves on addiction, find out what is possible, and marshal a family toward a solution. Four, Detachment does not mean throwing up our hands and saying, I cannot do anything, so I might as well just take care of myself. This is but a half-truth. Detachment means having a clear-eyed view of what we can turn over and what we can do now. It means bringing light into a dark space. 5. Healthy detachment requires that we make that leap of faith that enables us to gain compassionate insight and understanding of suffering. Detachment in its purest sense is the willingness to take action while knowing you cannot guarantee results because the results are in the hands of a power greater than yourself. Our podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.